Yeah. I would prefer these millionaires to give their money to like a sugar baby or something who can benefit from it and not just like buy a useless app. Straight up thought you were going to say charity, kids, oh, well, schools. You're obviously. like, I would, I would honestly no, no, no. Prefer, prefer that millionaires give their money away to sugar babies. That's what you said. Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, Will. And today we are going to be taking you on a tour of the locations featured in the documentary Ghost Adventures from 2004, which spurred the hit paranormal TV show Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel featuring our friend Zach Bagans. Yes, we're going to be walking those hallowed grounds, mm -hmm. treading where he once trod. That's right. <laughs> you know, Ghost Adventures is a show where they do obviously paranormal investigations and everything, but one of the things that they don't really highlight, and I hadn't really noticed it until the research for this episode, mm -hmm. they don't necessarily always dig into the ghostly backstory. I know. I, you know, I was thinking that I, and I couldn't tell whether it was that I have tunnel vision because we just watched this documentary and they don't do it in the documentary. They, I, they must do it to a degree on the show. But as I'm talking, I'm thinking they may just talk to the people who currently inhabit that place or work there or right. whatever, and not necessarily dig in super deep to the history beyond what the people are currently experiencing. I could be totally wrong. Yeah. I don't know. At least in this documentary, which I'm now seeing some refer to as Ghost Adventures, The Beginning. Okay. Um, a lot of the folklore stuff is a, a light gloss. Mm -hmm. They say these places are haunted, but then the real meat and potatoes of it is their own investigation. So you don't really get that folklore background. For sure. Which is what we're going to be trying to color in in this episode. Some of the... Uh, some of the events that are supposed to have transpired at these places where Zach Bagans and crew went. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But before we get started, uh, if you enjoy Guide to the Unknown, you should know that this podcast comes out every Friday on all major podcast apps. There's also a YouTube version on youtube.com slash talkbomb. Please mm -hmm. subscribe, share, all that stuff. Make sure you follow at GTTUPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with us in our spooky little world. And quite frankly, our spooky little world is rather big. Yeah, it's this really past week. It's really been expanding. So if you go to patreon.com slash GTTU pod, among other things, you'll find the pilot episode for a podcast that we're considering doing called Ghost Adventures Adventures, where Will and I watch an episode of the show Ghost Adventures and then talk about it, pick Different categories, best moment, worst moment, biggest scare, hokiest move, things like that. Zach Baggins' best quote of the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we have the pilot episode over there, and we also have all kinds of other extras. If you donate $4 or more per month, you get a free... Free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you're donating primarily. Exactly. So. Yeah. If you donate $4 or more per month, you get a bonus episode every month that comes out on the 15th of each month, plus lots of other things. Every week, I post a clue about what the coming episode's week, uh, coming week's episode is going to be. We have a couple of blog posts up there. This Ghost Adventures adventure thing is just an extra on top of the monthly bonus episode. Yeah. So there's a ton of stuff over there. And if you go to patreon.com slash pod, you can actually cruise and see what's in the feed, even though you can't get to the main content. And Unless yeah. you sign up, you'll see what the titles of everything are and get a feel for what it's like over there. There's so much stuff in there literally waiting for you now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we a pilot episode for I know, a, a whole other podcast. podcast. Yeah. We already did it. It's already there. Yeah, you can enjoy sweet. it. 
Um, and I also want to point out that we did the Little Brother Rewind mm-hmm. yes. uh, like a couple weeks ago where we tried to uh, refresh the Little Brother story because new emails had come to light. We already have done a live stream yeah. for with our Patreon supporters yeah. to dig into Little Brother. And quite frankly, we solved Little Brother. Right. Drew in the chat solved Little Brother. Right. That's how it got sold. I don't know if we would have solved it if we didn't do that Patreon live stream, honestly. No way. <laughs> No way. Um, And furthermore, on top of that, just on the main feed now, uh, earlier this morning, we released uh, an extra episode where we interview Little Brother Mm -hmm. to get the inside scoop behind those emails. Yes. That's out just for everybody on the main feed. So if you haven't noticed that, go look back in your feed and check it out. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, Little Brother did some amazing work. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff we didn't see that they explained. Um, And finally, kind of finally, one of the things that I want to alert people of is that uh, just yesterday, uh, my buddy Bobby and I released what we call Everything Right With Cabin in the Woods. It's about a half hour long video on YouTube.com slash TalkBomb. It is directly a response to things like CinemaSins and those all those YouTube videos where they go like, here's everything wrong with this movie. And then right. they'll just go like, uh, that glass of water moved in between shots. Ding! That's one of the sins. No, no, no. None of this nitpicking stuff. We're huge fans of Cabin in the Woods, the horror comedy from 2011 or something. And we really just wanted to sort of celebrate it. So we put out a video essay. Bobby and I wrote it. He edited it. I narrated it. So go check that out. I'll have a link in the notes and everything like that. But we put a lot of work into it. And I also, I just hope people like it and you'll consider sharing it because it was somewhat out of the comfort zone of things that we typically do. Right. But it's really awesome. I love it. Thank you. It's great. It's really well done. Yeah. I felt really good about it and like the purpose of it. Right. And I'm glad that it's out there. Yeah. I'm I'm glad there's something just being like, this thing rules. Let's just talk about how it rules. Exactly. And I'm not always the most positive person. If anybody has kept up with my stuff, you know that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It was nice to take like a vacation from constant negativity. Yeah. Especially just living on the internet today and living in real life now. Totally. Like, let's just celebrate and have fun. And quite frankly, I think that that's sort of what we do here on this show. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of, you know, put movie conversation through that same process. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it. So check it out. Everything right with Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, And the last thing. Yes. That you've got right over there that we want to show off. uh, And we'll talk about it for people who cannot see this as well. But we got a care package in the mail. We did. Um, we've mentioned her before. Brett Manning is an artist who has an Etsy shop called Brett is a Girl. Brett is with two T's. And she asked if she could send us a care package and did. It came like right after she asked about it. And it's so, so nice. I'm so stoked that we have this stuff now. I'm really excited to put it up on our set. And I just wanted to shout it out real quick because it's really cool stuff. She sent us a picture of the dog Sith. Was it Sue Sith or Koo Sith or something oh, like man. that? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. We talked about in the cats and dogs episode, dog Siths. She also sent us a picture of black, the black shuck, who was also like a dog demon, a really cool picture of a girl dog hybrid sort of thing. And they're all really, really beautiful. They're awesome. Her art's gorgeous. If you've ever been to her Etsy page. Yeah. You should all be following Brett Manning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the work that you can see on, on, on those pages is insane. And she sent us, beautiful candles as well and when i say beautiful i mean they smell beautiful the labels are really gorgeous because they have her artwork on them and then she has them dressed really beautifully so the tops of them have herbs and glitter and it's just 
really cool. I'm so excited about it and so grateful. So thank you so much, Brett. And everybody, you should go check out her work. Yeah. Thank you so, so, so much. Yeah. Uh, so cool. This is really awesome. And like for it to be, you know, work that Brett already is doing, but also mm-hmm. now feels tethered to the show. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's really absolutely. cool. She posted on Instagram with a picture of this dog, Sith, talking about God's the Unknown. And it feels really awesome to have it now. I think it so. is the, the glowing green Q-Sith. Q yeah, it's C-U. I don't C-U know how you say Sith, it. C-U-Sith, yeah. But yeah, so really cool. Now let's transition into our uh, uh, walking in Zach yes. Bagans footsteps. You yes. know, I walked on the beach and I saw an extra pair of footsteps. Mm-hmm. It was Zach Bagans he doing was... a photo shoot there. Oh, he wasn't even carrying you? No. That's a load of crap. He was doing his own thing. He was yelling at me and calling me a coward. Yeah. And well, a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I think he thought I was a ghost. As is his want. So to transition into talking about Zach Bagans, I really want to shine a, sw- a spotlight on Kristen. I don't means. always notice this stuff, but I happen to have noticed it, and it's dope. Kristen mentioned that on our Patreon, she puts up little like clues mm-hmm. to sort of like tease our followers of like what's the thing we're going to talk about. So they're uh, sort of like um, riddles of a sort. To figure out so that you can guess at this week's topic. Yeah. And this is what Kristen. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) This is what Kristen wrote. And it's so cool. Tuesday Clues Day. This week on the show, we'll be walking in the footsteps of giants. Dot, dot, dot. We shall not don gas masks nor fingerless gloves, but shall walk some of the solemn land and hotels where we just witnessed kings walking. Think you know what we're covering? And uh, honestly, uh, so Deb Turchio wrote, no fingerless gloves or gas masks. What about <laughs> gas masks? What about hair gel? Sounds like some dangerous head on ghost hunting. Uh, and then Robert wrote the ghost adventures pilot sites. Yeah. Which is nailed it on the nose. Yep. But truly, Kristen, wonderful clue writing. Thank you. Walking Beautiful prose. Where we just saw we just witnessed it. Kings walking in these places. <laughs> kings. Did we not? The kings of the ghostly realms. That's right. Did we not? Oh, we did. We saw a bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, we sure did. But I'm not sure I understood. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't understand the depth of it until I started researching some yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you wanna do you wanna take it away? Sure. Chronologically, yours come first That's in the true. documentary. That's true. Okay, let's take it chronologically. So the first place that they visit is a place called the Silver Queen Hotel. Spe- specifically, they stay in room eleven, which is said to have a lot of activity. So I went to the Silver Queen's website, they have an awesome, like old looking website has not been it's not a square space okay let's yeah. just say that it hasn't been updated in a while and underneath where it says silver queen hotel it says ghost hunters delight <laughs> and they have ghost tours every thursday friday and saturday night so they lean into it that's like half a week i know all of these things i'm going to tell you all have ghost tours yeah. they've they've all embraced it and that's awesome and why not sure. basically um but i will say their official website has the least amount of like yes there's ghost stuff here kind of thing it's just kind of mentioned right. the other sites have like a page that's about their ghost tours or whatever so the silver queen hotel was built in seven, uh, 1876 in virginia city nevada all of the places that i'm going to talk about are all in virginia city are yours yeah no they're all in virginia city nevada did you think they were taking more of a a sojourn like far yes i i think that they keep saying in the ghost adventures boy the ghost adventures uh documentary they always refer to this as virginia city which is correct Right. But I feel like they don't always nail home that Virginia City is in Nevada where they're from. 
Yeah. So I didn't, and this is just on me if they keep talking about Virginia City. I kind of thought the setup was partially like we're taking a road trip. Yes. Like we're we're going all over the place to these places, but they're all in the same city. They're, so they're right. still going all over the place. But I kind of thought that they were going a little bit further. I thought Again, that they were hitting multiple me. different locations that are far from where they live. Now, granted, yeah. Nevada, Nevada is a big state. Yeah. So it probably was a bit of a truck to get there from Las Vegas. I'm sure. Yeah. They do touch base back to Vegas and then go back out. Yes. But uh, I think these spots are all relatively close to each other once yeah. you're out there. So it was an economical little trip. Oh, absolutely. And fruitful because it seems like Virginia City, Nevada is teeming with ghosts. Yeah. So why the hell not? But I was just under the impression they were taking like a ghost road trip. Hey, which real, they were, but you know, the, the lady that they meet at the Goldfield Hotel, mm-hmm. is she named Virginia? Yes. That's weird, right? Virginia from Virginia City. I bet that's like a fun thing. Yeah. Let me confirm People the Goldfield like City. I, I think Goldfield is the name of the, yeah. the city. So it's not in Virginia City. It's its own place. It must be. Oh, yeah. But uh, all the other spots are all in the same cluster, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, all right. So this is in Virginia City, um, the Silver Queen Hotel. And it's not just a hotel, but it's also been used as a chapel in its history. And at one point, that chapel space was used as a makeshift morgue Mm. to hold bodies to wait for the ground to thaw because it was too frozen for people to dig and be buried there. Well, not for the people who are going to be buried to dig, but... Right. You see what I'm saying. <laughs> they can't be laid to rest. Exactly. So that'll that'll do it, Yeah, I would think, for a haunted hotel. So the most famous hotel that's talked about the most, and they talk about it in Ghost Adventures, the beginning, the documentary, is that there's a female ghost named Annie who's haunting the hotel, who's... Oh, no, no, excuse me. This is another ghost that's not the main one yet. This is like a side ghost that isn't talked about as much. Okay. But there is a female ghost named Annie who haunts the hotel, and they said her footsteps and voice are heard. And there's also a residual haunting. So you know what a residual haunting is? It's when like somebody keeps enacting the same thing over and over and over again. It's like an imprint of the energy oh. of that event just keeps playing itself out. So like rather than a ghost who can be like, get out, mm-hmm. it's a ghost that's just living the events of their life, and we're just right. able to see. Exactly, like a specific event usually. So there's a residual haunting of a man and woman fighting just forever. That's probably from the early years of the hotel. So people, I guess, it didn't specify, but I guess maybe they hear this fight or maybe their apparitions being like, like shaking fingers at each other. What a weird Groundhog's Day kind of thing. Oh, the worst, especially a fight. Like I think that it's probably usually traumatic events that create residual hauntings. Mm. Some sort of like, a lot of emotion. So I wonder if it's ever a lot of emotion in the opposite direction. Like, does somebody have a residual haunting of their best birthday party? Oh, that'd be awesome. You Getting to mean? live in your happiest moment rather than a miserable one. Right. You I know, guess, yeah. In the movie Groundhog Day, they obviously keep repeating the same day over and over and over. And some of the beats that happen start to become almost like musical. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... Uh, you know, Bill Murray is walking down the street and you hear the sound, that honk of a car horn. Yeah. Then you hear someone step in a puddle. Then Ned Ryerson shows up. And he's like, how do you do? I don't remember Groundhog's Day at all. Oh, it's so good, Kristen. Yeah. But so like the repetitious nature of those motions, it starts to almost become like memorizing 
music. Yeah. You're like, yeah. this is going to happen next. Yeah. I wonder with residual haunting, if you're commonly around it, if you're like, oh, now he's going to tell her about the laundry again. Right. You know, like, you know, yeah, what's, you get used to all the beats. What's of the, the next story. rhythm of the argument that's coming? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. You know, there's a musical aspect to what happens in Happy Death Day, too, where her phone goes off and it's like, go shorty. It's so your it's, birthday. That We're kind of party musical like it's your element birthday. is common to all of these things um mistake uh-oh uh go shorty it's your birthday is her ringtone in the trailer but within the actual confines of all the right. film her all ringtone right. is hey it's your birthday all right i'm leaving and now oh, you yeah, gotta pick, pick up, up the, the phone. phone oh yeah you're right okay i won't leave <laughs> i forgot about that um okay so those are kind of side hauntings that don't seem to be like the big kahuna okay the big kahuna is about a sex worker named Rosie who died by slitting her wrists in the bathroom of room 11, which they talk about in the Ghost Adventures documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about it a lot in the, the pilot on Patreon. It but won best quote of the show. Oh, it sure did. Zach Bagans really uh, negs her. He pops <laughs> he really, off. I don't know if that counts as a negging, but yeah. he goes to town on that fact. It's insane. Um, and so it said that she now haunts the hotel, scary people by tapping on doors and making noise. And she seems to particularly target men. Mm. She likes to mess with men. So there's no official record of Rosie's death in the hotel. Um, there, the only recorded death that's a suicide is from a man um, in 2010, but that's well after people claim activity started. So that might be not to say that's neither here nor there, but that sure. might not be what affected haunting or anything, but it's just that that's the only record of a suicide death in the hotel. It's interesting. I know. Even with like older sites like this, I guess part of the thought process is how well were they keeping records back then? You know, it's like that's any number true. of things could have happened, but we don't have documentation of it now because. That's really true. Well, I never really think about that. that the f you know, when you hear that there's no document of this, you kind of are I kind of automatically I'm like oh so maybe it's not true and that could be the fact yeah. the case but also you're right I mean it was like the late 1800s yeah how good was their record keeping system and not only that like if you even think about the time mm -hmm. I mean the way that women are treated now today yeah rewind a hundred years right plus. it might not have been really worth recording and it's you just know like, it was a sex worker right exactly it's just like eh, one of those like get her out of the, the tub. tub right and we got to get the room ready for more customers that's a very very good point that's interesting yeah, and awful, but interesting. I think that makes sense. Yeah. We only have like verifiable recorded history that's like either very right. specific from the distant past mm. or like- And very monumental. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the Declaration of Independence. Big old deal. Sure. But to some people, a sex worker dying in a bathtub in a hotel in the late 1800s, mm -hmm. maybe not such a big deal that no. we really need to record this. And they might tell stories about it because it was probably part of like the hush-hush rumor culture of the day. Yeah, totally. It was probably the hot goss. Mm -hmm. Back right then, right, but but they weren't really about humanizing, yeah. all that much back then. Most people, so interesting. Yeah, hmm, that's something I think about. Um, so it's actually not just Room Eleven that has a lot of activity where Rosie um, died and where Zach stayed and everything. Also, Room Thirteen has a lot of activity, and I couldn't help but notice that those are both auspicious numbers. Yeah, so. Did the legend of the activity spring up around the idea that it's room 11 and room 13? Right. Or could there genuinely be, be activity, let's say, and maybe ghosts choose those numbers because they're auspicious numbers. They're like, oh, I'm going to haunt a room. 11 and 13 are pretty good ones. Or it could be legit 
that Rosie died in there, and so she haunts that room. True. But I just couldn't help but notice that 11's a big deal. 11-11, angel numbers, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And 13 is, you know, notoriously an unlucky number. Is there an equivalent force like magnetism mm-hmm. that pulls events to rooms of, right. of you know, of... yeah. Uh, superstitious importance right? yeah almost the law of attractions and like this yeah. number has a lot of importance if something important is going to happen in this hotel anyway why not make it happen there which actually something. is kind of what people actually believe it's why there's no 13th floor if right. you go to hotels right because people are worried if you're on the 13th floor something bad will happen so i guess the idea is yeah bad things are attracted to room 13 right. or floor 13 or you know whatever, whatever anything 13. 13 chair 13 chair 13 yeah i've booked flights i you know it's so funny that we treat this all like it's totally like commonplace mm-hmm. and simultaneously we treat it all like it's hokey yeah i did have to like travel for work a while back and mm-hmm. i think i did it for this show too where i specifically tried to get a seat in row 13 on a plane yeah there is no row 13 on a plane oh. like it's so weird that we just take for granted yes. that we're all afraid of 13 yes we've all just accepted this and that it's not weird the world there is isn't built that. i know to avoid 13 yeah that crazy it's completely crazy and awesome and you could also also say that like airlines and hotels that are dodging the 13th floor and the 13th row yeah. are trying to make sure that they don't scare off the superstitious crowd from buying tickets, right? Is it could yeah. be a commercial thing like don't be afraid to stay here for all of you crazy people who think 13 it's is all scary. Good. We don't have that. But what if that's a cover for the fact that if they did have a 13th floor, if yeah. they did have a 13th row, bad stuff would it's be happening mess. to the people there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll never know. No. Because nobody builds anything with a 13th floor. Yeah, totally. So we'll never know. So weird. I know. I'll just see when I go to um, Cabana Bay in Orlando, <laughs> where there's a 13th floor at Cabana Bay. Try to get the 13th floor. We already booked our room. I don't remember where you it is. You can change rooms. Huh. What What would happen if you booked at a hotel and you asked for the 13th floor? I don't know. They might be like, why, weirdo? We deliberately don't have one, you freak. Or would they just? Or like, do they press a secret button? Oh, they know that mm-hmm. somebody wants to stay yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Somebody wants to stay there. Yeah, exactly. They know. Get them oh, out. Get them out. Get them out. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! They know. They know. They know. <laughs> Isn't there a movie or something where there's a secret thirteenth floor? Oh yeah, I mean tons. Yeah, I know there are tons. Yeah, yeah it's too. It's a hard question yeah, to answer because there's right. so many. Yeah. You know the Ghostbusters video game. They mm-hmm. the hotel where Slimer was haunting. Yeah. They um. In the video game, they return to that hotel and they add another ghost that lives in that hotel and they're on the 12th floor. Uh-huh. But as you're going to the 12th floor, there's like a secret thing that happens that brings you up to a secret 13th. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah, you did it. Yeah, that's you awesome. You folded in the 13th floor to Ghostbusters fairly naturally. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful work. So sweet. <laughs> that rules. Yeah. Um, so people in the Silver Queen Hotel, something else weird that's just a little detail but i really like it is that people hear distinctive footsteps like very clear footsteps but the entire hotel is carpeted so i think the fact that they mention that means they hear footsteps as though they sound like they're on hardwood or something but it doesn't make any sense which i really like i like like the idea that maybe back in the day it wasn't carpeted and so you're hearing those footsteps of what they would be like back then and the ghostly residual haunting Mm -hmm. stuff doesn't get updated with the times right exactly they didn't update the haunting to reflect the carpeting yeah um, let me see. So they also hear um, tapping on walls. They hear bangs. Doorknobs jiggle. I would 
freak out of my doorknob was doorknob doorknob was a jiggling and there was nobody on the other side there better be room service out there Uh uh-huh there better be french toast sticks um occupado (laughs) occupied i'm in here (laughs) stop jiggling (laughs) stop jiggling please and people hear voices Mm. so i want to read you a review of the hotel from TripAdvisor from october of 2009 from the user san diego rosie i saw it was a little bit fun all right My husband and I just celebrated our 20-year anniversary, and we decided we wanted a little adventure. We both had watched the shows on TV that featured the Silver Queen Hotel in Virginia Virginia City and remembered that the program said that the place was haunted, so we made midweek reservations for a stopover between Vegas and Reno. Sounds like a good time. Mm. Vegas and Reno. That's where uh, all the nuns and sister act go. We got a room above the bar, facing the street. Upon arriving, we found the room was very old-fashioned, comfortable, and we felt like we were in the times of the Old West. After our long drive up from Las Vegas, we were tired and decided to take 40 winks before dinner. During our nap, we heard voices of a family, a couple of kids and a woman. We thought nothing of it. We woke, had a great Chinese meal in town, took a stroll up and down the wooden plank walkways, and played at two local casinos slash bars. Although this was the first time we stayed the night in Virginia City, as in previous visits, we enjoyed ourselves and found the locals very friendly. We walked back across the street, found the Silver Queen's bar closed, and so after a walk through Silver Queen's hallways, which were completely quiet and, and empty and all rooms dark, we, were to, we returned to our room at midnight. It wasn't 15 minutes after our heads hit the pillows when things started happening. We both heard a loud clunk, followed by footsteps up and down our hall. Unremarkable, perhaps, except as far as we could tell, no one on our floor was awake and the footsteps were clearly on a wood floor and every inch of the hotel is thickly carpeted. I made my husband leave the light on in our room. Voices, door creaking, and a repeat of footsteps continued to keep us awake, yet every time we opened the door, the hall was empty and quiet. At about 3.30 p.m., things seemed to quiet down. Taking pity on my poor husband, I got up and turned off our bedroom light. He fell asleep minutes later. I continued to lay awake, the blanket over my head. My last memory before sleep finally before sleep finally found me was of loud boots stomping down the hall, a bang on our door, and the doorknob jiggling. I didn't get up to answer the door. We left early the next morning, before breakfast. Later that day, while eating breakfast in Reno, I called the Silver Queen and spoke to Karen, the hotel's pleasant bartender and hotel reservationist. I wanted to let her know that, yes, like other b- others before us, we now believe their hotel is haunted. After hearing about the continued footsteps and door creaking, etc., she told us we were the only people on our floor. I asked about the family that we heard while napping. This seemed to really surprise her. She said that the only child had been... Uh, that had been in the hotel the day before was the grandchild of the owner and that the child was two, far too young for the voices we heard so clearly. Would I stay at the Silver Queen again? Well, it's been about five days since I was there and I'm still a little freaked out. However, yes, I got the adventure I hoped for, a wonderful story to tell, and a very memorable anniversary. Wow. Thank uh, you, San Diego Rosie. I, I love. Yeah, San Diego Rosie. I so love that. I know. It's um, awesome. You were the only people on your floor. Yeah. There was nobody about that age. Oh. The child is two. The child, <laughs> but the child is but two. Yeah. No, um, it doesn't fit. Also, for that to have merely been left on TripAdvisor, I know. Right? Not trying Beautiful. to make hay of it. Not trying to get a whole spectacle going here. It's not a blog post. It's no. not. It's not two people talking on a live podcast. I'm trying to make as much hay as possible. I know. I'm trying to make it rain hay. So that almost lends more credence because it's so 
Yeah, commonplace. No just one's like, checking TripAdvisor for their ghost news. That's just well, something that this person experienced. Big Chrissy, I checked TripAdvisor left and right. That's the only good TripAdvisor review I found for the show. I have literally but, one review that I found that was any interest in my half. Yeah, Excellent. Step up your review game. Yeah, please. Start leaving <laughs> reviews for the haunted places you're staying. <laughs> like the Gold Hill Hotel, yes. which they also visit in the documentary. They go to the Miner's Cabin, which is a big deal. So their website also talks about how it's haunted. Um, It's a little bit more updated. It's not quite as old and fun a website as we're used right. to. It's like a good functional website. Um, their site says that they are, quote, proclaimed the eighth most haunted location in Nevada. Um, and they do gu- guided ghost tours. Is that worth putting up there? That's why I included it. I was surprised to see it. I know. It's a good distinction and everything, but it seems like a weird thing to, to toot from the rooftops. The eighth toot, toot most? From the root toot. Why don't you just say one of the most? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I guess they don't want to get lost in the sauce. If there are all these like four or five haunted hotels in only Virginia City, mm. Nevada must just be teeming. I guess so. Yeah. So I guess eighth isn't anything too shabby. So this was built in 1856, also Virginia City. And same as the one we just talked about, this was also a makeshift morgue at one point when the ground was too frozen for, for people to... What? Nope. I guess it's the desert, right? So it gets super duper cold at no, night? No, no, no. Incorrect. I somehow scooted all the way back up to the top of my research, and that was the thing for the Silver oh, Queen. Maybe your phone was trying to say that it was a morgue, right? Maybe, maybe a ghost it moved it, so it was like, no, 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 the miner's cabin was also was. a morgue. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because the last one I covered definitely was also a morgue. So maybe yeah, they're you know like, what? this one too. Don't exactly. worry about it. And quite frankly, we may never know. One. Mm-hmm. Two. Every place was once a makeshift morgue. Oh, yeah. Look around your room right now. This was once a makeshift morgue. Probs a makeshift makeshift morgue. Um, so the deal is that <laughs> it keeps scooching back up. This is so strange. Okay. Dear David. Dear David. Really, really weird that it did that. Anyway, um, they say that it's the oldest hotel in Nevada. And since its existence, it's been used as a rooming house or a hotel, a private home, a bar, and a brothel, as well as having periods where it just wasn't in use at all. So here's the source of the haunting, the story that seems to have kicked this all off. And this is horrible. So there was, this was like around the period of the gold rush. And there was a gold mine underneath the hotel where that went underneath the hotel where a fire broke out and it caused the tunnels to collapse. So apparently there's a lot of natural gas underground in particular in Nevada. There's a surplus of it for some reason. And that fed the flames, of course. So firefighters couldn't get into the tunnels to save people. And only a few people were able to make their own way out. So between 35 and 40 miners passed away in those tunnels. And many of the bodies weren't retrieved because the gas kept the fire burning so people couldn't go in to get the bodies so they're just down there it's horrible so they ended up just sealing off the tunnels so that the fire couldn't keep spreading um and years for years afterward miners in nearby tunnels so that they could feel the heat coming through the walls of their tunnel from where the fire is still burning in the others that's so crazy i know whether that's legit maybe that's completely legit i have no idea or it's just the thought of it yeah and and feeling like you can feel that it is Horrible. That's like like Centralia, Pennsylvania, yeah. or mm-hmm. something where there's just like a raging inferno underground. Right. 
Exactly. So the Miner's Lodge, where Zach and Co. go in the documentary, is right next to the mine shaft, the entrance, and it's said to be hella haunted. But then there's the main hotel, which has kind of more specific stories about hauntings. So they say the most haunted rooms in the actual hotel are Rosie's room, which is room four, and William's room, room five. <laughs> what? So um, items are moved in the rooms, doors open and close, and people see apparitions. So standard issue kind of haunted stuff. Um, Rosie is pretty infamous. It said that she was a sex worker. And I said, huh? So there was Rosie in the Silver Queen who was a sex worker. Then Rosie in the gold mine. Could this be the same Rosie they're referring to? Because is it that they, you know, sex workers have residencies at different hotels? Probably not. And these were in the same city. So could it be the same Rosie? I'm just making this up. It could be. I mean, it could just be somebody else named Rosie. It could also just be the same legend. Exactly. Or I said it's an urban legend, basically, like a local urban legend. And it gets picked up in different places. Rosie is is the ghosty. Exactly. Rosie ghosty. Ghosty Rosie. So they say that when she's around, you smell roses and that she turns lights on and off. She moves things around and she's kind of mischievous she doesn't seem like a scary presence she just likes to make her presence known maybe Hmm. um william is said to be one of the miners and when he is around you can smell burning pipe tobacco like somebody's either has been smoking a pipe or maybe a cigar but the smell of smoke um people also say they've seen ghosts in the great room and child ghosts have also been heard so it just seems like a haunted place overall just ghost of mundo yeah totally to the max so the last one we're going to talk about is the Washoe Club that yes. they visit. So this is also in Virginia City, and this is kind of this is kind of crazy. I liked reading about this; it made me want to like see more about it, or read more about it, or something. It was a three-floor bar and hangout built in the late 1800s during the Gold Rush, and it was basically made for newly rich people to hang out in because now they have all this money. So let's give them an opulent place to spend that money. It was also known as the Millionaires Club because you had to be a millionaire to get in. Oh boy, amazing! That's like that Millionaires iPhone app. That costs a million dollars. What? What is that? No. I don't know if it's literally a million dollars, but like somebody made an app that was like, for the sake of argument, Uh called like the Diamond Millionaires app. Yeah. And it costs one million dollars and it does nothing Nothing. except prove that you have a million dollars that you can comfortably spend on this silly app. You know, it's really a status app. Oh my god! Whoever made that app, I feel like get get like a such a genius scammer. Scam the millionaires, yo! Scam the millionaires. Yeah, by all means, <laughs> let's get. I don't we know. We should have a one million dollar Patreon tier. I mean, you know, worth a shot. I mean, there are. Look, I <laughs> this is a whole thing. I think I've told you about this. There is that. There's a name for it. That fetish about giving away money. Oh right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would prefer these millionaires to give their money to like a sugar baby or something who can benefit from it and not just like buy a useless app straight up thought you were gonna say charity kids oh, well, schools you're obviously. like i would i would honestly no, no, no. Prefer, prefer that millionaires give their money away to sugar babies that's what you said that's bernie sanders new new plan we will make sure the one percent give their millions to sugar babies make me your president <laughs> obviously i want them to donate to charity 
Obviously. I mean, if they're just going to be like, oh, I love spending my money. Who even cares? Right. Just Then just give it to a, a sugar baby. If you're just like, I don't care. Why can't we have the Sinister Sugar Babies be a million dollar tier on patreon.com slash GTTU pod? Sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm for that. I have a feeling it'll just sit there, but by all means. What do you mean it'll just sit there? You're right. Maybe a pay pig will find it. Pay pig? That's what they call themselves. <laughs> Google it. I won't go into it. Oh, the world. (laughs) I know. The world is so large. New interests spring up with new circumstances and new. I can show you the world. (laughs) Oh, I sure can. Ask me about all manner of things. Do you know about pay pigs? (laughs) (laughs) Good God. Sinister. What, What is it? Oh, sinister, sinister sugar babies. Yes, yeah, sinister sugar babies. Come to Patreon for all you pay pigs out there. We know you wanna. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the Millionaires Club catered to pay pigs, basically. And um, then the description of it, like mm-hmm. the, the the Patreon tier perk, it yeah. says, uh, you get nothing, you disgusting pig. Yeah, they might. That's the whole thing. I know. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta give, give them, it a shot. We gotta let's give, give it them a that shot. potent shame. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm all about giving that. They a shot. They don't Why not? even get what's in the Netherworld Warriors. No. They don't even get. They, they get the, the benefits of the mysterious benefactor, which, which is, nothing. is nothing. It's just being nice to us and just giving us a dollar. Yeah. That's what the sinister sugar baby gets. That's yeah. all they deserve. Yes. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Why not? If they're going to spend their money. I'm not even again, I'm not even kidding. Again, I want them to spend their money on good things. There doesn't need to be billionaires and millionaires. I want right. them to, sp- if they've got, they should spend it on good things. I'm just saying, if they're willing to willy nilly it, sure, spend it on us. Yo, I'll be willy nilly. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, there's there's not much to stop me from literally doing that when we're done recording. I know. I'm not kidding. I don't see why not. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> New patrons are going to go to patreon.com gt2 be like, what the hell is this? We hate Guide to the Unknown. <laughs> yeah, they're gross. <laughs> but let's do it. I think it's funny. Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, the Millionaire's Club. <laughs> you had to be a millionaire to get in. I wrote, oh yeah, I liked it. Oh yeah, I did a little a little creative writing in this section. I just remembered. Business went, businessmen went there to play hard, talk shop, and get their kicks with gals of the night. Mm. Um, as the gold rush died down, so did memberships to the club, and so it eventually closed, and then it later reopened. You can go there now, but it's not like a millionaire's club where you have to be a millionaire. It's a place that anybody can go, and it sounds awesome, which I'll get to in a second. Scooched up again. Um, so a cool thing about it, cool slash, you know, CD like of yeah. the time sort of thing. It had one main entrance, and it had two secret rear doors, so that the sex workers could come and go through those rear doors, and people who got super wasted could be removed through those rear doors without a fuss. But it wasn't all fun and games. Like the Silver Queen Hotel, there was a room in the same building, and this was real. The last one I said wasn't real at the Miners Club. That was used as a morgue while they waited for the ground to thaw. Wow. So there'd be dead bodies somewhere upstairs in the building. While everybody's partying. That's so horrifying. I know. I mean, I have to assume that the families of these people knew that this was the deal. And maybe, quite frankly, they were like, well, what are you going to do? Exactly. What are you going to do? But it just, on paper, is very like, oh, God, absolutely. So there are three main ghosts known to the club. There's like a hot blonde who's called the Lady in Blue, who people see at the top of a spiral staircase. And there's a scared young girl. And then there's the person who I see as the star of the ghosts of this place. They say there's an old Tommy Prospector 
who haunts it, who steals people's drinks. And I think this is really cool. I like this a lot. The bartenders there leave a full shot of bourbon on the bar when they close for the old prospector. And they say when they come the next day, it's always empty. Oh, that's cute. Which is fun. He's like a ghost Santa. Yeah. Who just needs his medicine. Yeah, he just needs his medicine. You'll take your medicine, little pup. Yeah, oh God. Um, so he sounds to me rascally, mm. um, kind of similar to Rosie, who's just kind of not sinister, just kind of doing things for fun, but also gentlemanly. So sure, he steals drinks. He sometimes locks doors and he tips over bar stools. But people have said that they've seen the front door open for some women as they enter the bar. And they think that's the old prospector opening the door for the ladies. Aww. I know. Kind of kind of sweet and fun. So at this place, they, hey, chivalry yeah. is dead. Ah, that'd be a, a, a good t-shirt for this old prospect. <laughs> a good t-shirt for a ghost to yeah. wear. <laughs> he would probably love that. Seems, seems like a fun, jovial guy. Chivalry is dead. Chivalry is dead. Look at me. A ghost. Fun pr- guy. Proud of their cool shirt. At the club. Like, a, like a fun guy in retirement who wears Hawaiian shirts all the time now. This yeah. prospector just wears this shirt. <laughs> Chivalry is dead. Hey, it's me. Fun, huh? Everyone's got chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Chivalry is dead. What? What? Check me out. So they do ghost tours there. They even do overnight investigations where there are lockdowns. And they refer to it as a haunted museum. But when I went to the website for the Washoe Club Haunted Museum, it just shows you, it just has tabs for ghost investigations and ghost tours. So I'm wondering if they refer to the place as a whole as a haunted museum, Mm. because it's kind of preserved in a way. I'm not really sure, but it made me wonder, did that perhaps inspire Zach to open his actual haunted museum? It's interesting. I don't know. I have no idea, but I just... The, it, it caught my eye that they refer to it that way. It doesn't seem, at least online, maybe when you go there, they have a section of stuff. But from their website saying haunted museum and then ghost tours, investigations, it seemed like that was like a catch-all term for the whole place, maybe. Right. This is a, a, a an, I don't know. Inherently a haunted museum. It's all an relics of the past. ghost museum. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. in it. Right. You're exactly. I'm not it. sure. That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to pick up from there with the final two destinations that Perfect. Zach Bagans and crew went to in Ghost Adventures, the beginning, the original documentary, uh, starting with the Virginia City Cemetery. So in the documentary, Zach goes there with his pals, mm-hmm. Nick and Aaron. It is their final stop on their original tour. Um, and they go there and they meet a psychic who prefers to remain anonymous. She tells them the following story that in the 1800s, there was an undertaker who would lure people into a gas chamber, uh, in a vault underneath a monument at the top of a hill in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. He'd pretend that there was gas lighting inside and then push them in and close the door. Yeah. (laughs) And then come back later to see their dead bodies. Yeah. Um, he evidently is said to have lured a reporter and a friend of his into the chamber. Um, there is also, uh, something that Zach Baggins sees, Baggins, Mm -hmm. a cemetery light, they call it. A little shining light in the distance, uh, which we talked about in the pilot as being something of like a will-o'-the-wisp idea. Mm -hmm. You bringing up that there is this natural gas pocket under the earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It immediately made me think maybe it's literally a will of the wisp. Yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that. That makes a lot of sense. That adds up. Will of the wisp is like one of my favorite things we've covered on this show. Me too. I love that. It's like a discovery about the natural Mm -hmm. world in a way. Really cool. Um, 
but so one of the things that we learned is that they're ignited by bog gas. Right. And so it's this little puff of fire and it would make people, it would draw people to it because they'd be like, what the hell was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Bagans and crew try to follow their will of the wisp and it leads them to a set of graves that are all in their own little section. Section. So <clears throat> here's the truth. Mm-hmm. The Virginia City Cemetery is actually several cemeteries. I got this from Haunted Houses. Dot com. Every social group in Virginia City society had their own place to bury their loved ones along ethnic, religious, professional, and fraternal lines. So it's a gigantic cemetery mm-hmm. made up of tons of little plots where we divided ourselves for whatever yeah. reason. There's a Catholic cemetery, a Mason cemetery, a fireman's cemetery, which makes a whole lot more sense now with what you just told me about firemen. Yeah, uh, interesting. And a Protestant area. Um, there are acres of graves, uh, that once were beautifully decorated with gardens back in the late 1800s. Uh, and so they say, they say that one of the ghosts that's in there might be an old caretaker who is haunting the grounds because he is upset to see what it has become. Oh, he doesn't like the disrepair. Yes. If you watch the Ghost Adventures documentary, you can see that it's all very, I mean, it's a desert. Mm -hmm. It's like an arid landscape. A lot of these graves have been broken. A lot of them are just like weathered and falling apart. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that the person who used to watch the grounds uh, is upset. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Here are some of the manifestations that are said to be there. Um, and I, I thought this was really interestingly written, so I'm going to continue reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is hauntedhouses.com, a resource I did not know existed, but one I'll definitely be going back to. Yeah, I don't think I've been to that before. Here's what they wrote. A lot of women didn't live past 30. Many died in childbirth and or from disease. Disease was a big killer across all economic classes. Here's one of the hauntings. Julia Bullet. A famous Virginia City sex worker is supposed to be buried in the graveyard. Many think her remains aren't really there, though, because uh, the the entity that comes up out of the grave doesn't match her description. Uh, What we see instead is a thin young woman apparition who is definitely not Julia. Um, she's wearing a brown bustled dress with a dark velvet collar. A ghost of a young child is also seen playing at her feet. As Julia had no children, she probably isn't in her marked grave. Interesting. Oh, I wonder why. So you can almost look at the ghost to get a sense of what happened beneath. Somebody else is buried in Julia's grave. Weird. I wonder wonder why. I wonder why. Huh. Um, And then here's the unknown uh, male entity that I I sort of described. Um, He is said to wear a coat, tie, and hat. Uh, and you can see him after a storm has passed by. Um, the Southwest Ghost Hunter Society has apparently caught him on film. Oh, cool. Um, there's a gravestone which seems to glow from a distance but darkens when people come near, making it difficult to find. So almost like a will-o'-the-wisp or almost literally a will-o'-the-wisp because yeah. – and I have a third piece of evidence to suggest that maybe something is happening in this area with bursts of light off in the distance. But they're saying the grave itself glows? That's what they say. Mm-hmm. But it only takes one person to say right, it was to say the that. grave and not a something an orb hanging of light above in the sky. it, like um, illuminating it. Exactly. Yeah. Either way, by the time you get closer, maybe it's moved on the ball of light. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So Zach Bagan saw it. We saw it on film in his documentary. I gotta say, 
he is a pretty damn good curator of sweet haunted places. Everything we were going over is awesome. I know it's pretty. Well, this is also the fun of like the topics that we're covering now, Mm -hmm. like to do them all in smorgasbord style. If we were to try to cover the Washoe Club for an entire show, I'm sure we could. Mm hmm. But It'd quite frankly, tricky. it would be tricky. And yeah. I think that there was always potential, like the ghost show thing is always so impressive because they have to turn nothing into something. Right. And draw and, it out. Yeah. They draw it out. And I just don't, I'm not really interested in drawing stuff out here. Yeah. So we're mashing together a bunch of different topics mm-hmm. because otherwise we would have no reason to talk about this. But the the small hauntings, yeah. the like little teeny tiny local hauntings are fascinating. Yeah. It's like when we covered the local New Jersey haunts in a previous mm-hmm. episode, you do several in a row because individually you'd have to stretch them. Yeah, there's not that much there, but what's there is awesome. So why not let that just be what it is exactly. instead of pretending it's more. And this is some of the like the pure good good. Yeah. This is like that, like, oh, somebody said that grave glows, but if you get closer, it stops. This is some of that weird stuff yeah. that doesn't get turned into a movie necessarily. Right. Like, but it's still great just it's on its rad. own merits, even though it's not a complete story. Yes. Passing from person to person to person, yeah. now to us, now to you out there yeah. in the world. So, um, <clears throat> the gravestone of the deceased male seems to move by itself. Uh, this is also something that has been seen at Mount Holly Cemetery in Arkansas, which is something hmm. that I'm marking as something that I would like to check out. Yeah. But if if Mount Valley in Arkansas has pockets Mount of Valley? gas. Uh, or Mount Mount Holly? Sorry, Mount Holly Cemetery okay. in Arkansas. Cool. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, because they say that that grave moves. Maybe they're not always seeing the same grave. Maybe right. they're seeing another pocket of gas igniting. Yeah. And being like, oh, the grave's over there now. The grave's not moving. Yeah. You're standing on top of a pocket of natural gas that's pluming up through the ground and igniting in the atmosphere. Right? That's crazy. I love that idea. It's so cool. That's awesome. Um. So, so okay. So here's some of the craziness. I found another website only in yourstate.com, which covered the Virginia City Cemetery. Mm -hmm. And in their article, I'll have a link in the notes, um, they they embed a video from a ghost hunting team called Soul Seekers. Cool. The way that their icon is built, the Soul Seekers, the U is kind of weird. So at a glance, I thought it said Soil Seekers (laughs) for a while. And when Are I, they connected to the pay pigs at all? When I saw what they <laughs> captured, I nearly soiled myself. <laughs> so the soul seekers went to the Virginia City Cemetery where, guess what they saw, Kristen? Will-O-Wisp. The cemetery lights, yes. Yeah. They saw an orb of light in the Virginia City Cemetery, just like Zach Bagans, just like that glowing grave of that yeah. previous individual. And it's on film. You can watch the video. Check the check the sources that we've That's got. That's awesome. Um, they also call out EVPs they said they found, the soul mm-hmm. seekers. Um, this is like a wonderful example of like, listen, I'm not going to drag their name through the dirt. No one's on camera talking while most of their EVPs are happening. Mm-hmm. And they're so clear. You hear like a voice go, smolder. And I'm like, they put on the screen, EVP, smolder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you're walking around right? and you're breathing and you just make a sound. That kind of sounds like that. And then the next day when you're processing your audio, you catch it. Like it was so clear. Yeah. But it was still like, it still had that fun like boots on the ground. Oh, yeah. These are the people filming their own investigation. Really cool. And they did see the 
the cemetery lights right. for a third source to verify that in that That's region, cool. lights appear in the sky in an area with pockets of gas, but I'm saying. Right, right. That's cool. And then the last thing, Virginia City Cemetery that I found, I thought was kind of interesting. On the official website, visit virginiacitynv.com. They have an advertisement for their own alcohol called Cemetery Gin. Hmm. Guaranteed to embalm you. While you're still breathing, is the tagline. And then they describe their own gin this way. In 1859, it was said the only way to safely drink the water in Virginia City was to mix it with two parts gin. Our local estate distilled spirit is laced with Nevada pine nut (laughs) and is much better tasting than the swill of the early miners. Oh, Cemetery gin is rightly named. During the mining boom, death was a frequent visitor with nearly one funeral a day. It was a tough time made better with whiskey, scotch, and gin. May have also been why the people were dying so young. Yeah, dying young and being like, I saw another ghost! (laughs) I see one oh, no, ghost also, a day. Also dying young because they're drinking so much. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Whether you're just collapsing or falling down the stairs, yeah, right. <laughs> something. Cemetery gin will get you there. It's the damnedest thing. We all got cirrhosis. Yeah. <laughs> How weird is that? So weird. All right, and then our final stop on this tour for this episode, the Goldfield Hotel. Mm-hmm. This was this occupied a big chunk of the documentary this is like half of the original documentary um in ghost adventures the beginning uh they sort of recap the story thusly because i have somewhat contrary information okay they say a man named george wingfield captured Mm -hmm. his pregnant girlfriend elizabeth who was a sex worker right Everyone is. Everybody. Everyone. Every chick is. Every every chick. Yeah. (laughs) Every chick. What's with all the chicks here? Um, Sex workers. Every woman in these stories is a sex worker. I know. Uh, He chained her to a radiator Mm -hmm. and threw her baby down a well. Yeah. In 2004, Zach Bagans called his ghost a coward. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the footage they captured there. Uh, a rock appears to be thrown. Mm-hmm. They try to get it verified by Slim Richie or whatever his yes. name yes, yes, yes. Slim Richie is the video tech that they bring the video to 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 tell us that it hasn't been tampered with. Slim Richie said it was real, y'all. So I believe it. So they see a brick get thrown. They meet an old lady named Virginia who's super nice and knowledgeable about the place, and she maybe picked up the spirit of somebody named Bobby. Did mm-hmm. she get possessed? Here's the real story. So I found, I found out. Get out bing. of my face. <laughs> That there's a ghost adventures wiki because mm-hmm. of course there is. Yeah. So I learned that not only did Zach Bagans go to the Goldfield Hotel for his 2004 documentary, they have been mining that place. The miners never left. Kristen Zach Bagans is still mining that joint. Oh no, he goes back to some things that I looked at too. Is We're going right? to see them if we do the show. Oh, excellent! Yeah, he- I can't remember which, but I when I was researching, I was like, oh, yo, he keeps going back. Yeah, they did. Ghost Adventures did a live investigation that was not on television, which I'm guessing was like a live event you could go to, which is dope. It's cool. They went back there for season four of their show. They went back there in season seven. Who's to mm. say they won't go back there in the future? Yeah. They keep going back. It's a rich vein. So here's some of the story of the Goldfield Hotel. In 1902, gold was discovered in Goldfield, uh, you Nevada. That is why it is called Goldfield, presumably. Fair. Yeah. Uh, and suddenly Goldfield becomes the largest city 
in Nevada. Yeah. The what gold, a time. I know. The, seriously, to have like the gold boom? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. The Goldfield Hotel itself is built in 1908, designed by architect George E. Holsworth. Hmm. By 1920, though, all the gold yeah. was nearly gone. It ran out. Today, the population of Goldsfield is less than 500 people. Wow. Wow. For, for comparison, the very town that we live in, Kristen, you yeah. and I, how many, what do you think the population is of our <sighs> I town? I was hoping you were going to ask me. I don't know. I am terrible with stuff so like that. So am I. That. I never would have guessed. I have no idea. I'm just curious. Oh, Are you going to embarrass yourself or should I just tell you? I Just tell me. Okay. 14,000 people. All right. I was going <clears> to <throat> say 5,000. So, yeah. yeah it, but I, I just don't, I don't it's know. It's bonkers. Like, yeah. we live in a small town that, mm-hmm. like, whenever we tell people where we live, we have to be like, oh, it's near this city. Yeah. Because nobody knows where the hell this town is. Yeah. It's petite. It's yeah. really tiny. Um, And this is 14,000. Huh. Five, can you imagine hey, what teeny. 500 must be? That's teeny weeny. Whoa. Um, and then from legendsofamerica.com, I got the following. Shortly after the hotel was built, it was sold to a mining magnate named George Wingfield. Okay. Who Zach Bagans called a coward. Yes. The primary owner of the Goldfield Consolidated Mines Company. He became the reputed boss of both the Democratic and Republican parties in the oh, area. Wow. This dude Talk about oh, a honcho. Man. Yeah, seriously. Honcho to end all honchos. No kid. George Wingfield. He ran the joint. Oh, I wish he was around to join our, what is it? Uh, oh, our, our sick cyber what, daddy. What's scary? <laughs> what? Wait, it's something sugar babies. Sugar babies. Uh, Sinful? Sinister. Sinister. Sinister sugar babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't forget. Can't forget. Yeah, he'd be right on it. Don't forget the sinister sugar babies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this made me think, quick like little sidebar, sure. George Wingfield now owns this hotel. He's got his mining company. Yeah. Kristen, this immediately made me think, not that this is going to be part of the inspiration for it. Sure. The new Ghostbusters afterlife movie. They go to a place where there is the Shandor Mining Company. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's like all sort of like in the middle of nowhere. It's like a little town. They they have seismic activity that's happening in that trailer. Is there something happening oh, in the yeah. mines? Is there something happening underground? I forgot. Yeah, they show Pockets stuff like of gas. That. Uh-huh. Could we get like some like Will-O-The-Wisp imagery cool. in there? But it's really ghosts. Yeah, right. And was Shandor a bit of a George Wingfield back then? Interesting. A major muckety-muck in a really little teeny tiny place. So much so. That even though he became a big deal in New York City later and built a tuning fork in Dana Barrett's old apartment building to sure. summon Gozer. Absolutely. Nobody remembers that he was- He started this way. The head honcho. Interesting. I thought of it, and it made me very excited to see Ghostbusters oh, Afterlife coming this wait. summer. It looks so good. Can't wait. So anyway, in its heyday, the Goldfield Hotel mm-hmm. was the place to be. It entertained all manner of affluent guests. Yeah. They had sinister sugar babies. <laughs> They had pig pay, pay pigs. Pay pigs. They had everything. Yeah. Uh, during the 1930s, suddenly the Gold Hotel is known as, quote, uh, being little more than a flop house for cowboys and undiscriminating travelers. I know. The mighty do fall. <laughs> and, and, and man, <laughs> boy, did they fall. Yeah. During World War II, it housed Army Air Corps personnel. But after the soldiers checked out of the hotel in 1945, quote, the hotel closed its doors forever Mm -hmm. and as we can see until they reopened for mr bagans that's right i'm here to investigate you coward (laughs) 
<laughs> you bastard. It's so good. You guys should watch if it. If we continue Ghost Adventures Adventures, yeah. we should gel our hair. Oh, my God. Get fingerless gloves. Like, we should do a photo shoot where we are baggonsed out. Oh, my God. And this okay. is Ghost Adventures Adventures. Oh, I don't know if I want to look like that. I Just for my, one photo shoot. I don't know if my confidence can recover. That will then live forever. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the ghosts of the gold field. So reportedly, there are several ghosts in the old hotel, the most famous of which is Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this still from legendsofamerica.com. According to the legend... Elizabeth was a sex worker that George Wingfield visited frequently. When she turned up pregnant, she claimed the child was Wingfield's, who for a while paid her to stay away, Mm. fearful of how the scandal might affect his business affairs. However, when she could no longer hide the pregnancy, Wingfield is said to have lured her to room 109 of the hotel, where he chained her to a radiator. Supplied with food and water, she was left there until her child could be born. Reportedly, she cried out over and over for mercy, only to be met with silence. It's like unthinkably horrible. I know. Some say that Elizabeth died in childbirth, but others contend that Wingfield murdered her after the child was born. Her baby was then thrown into an old mining shaft. Afterward, rumors abounded that Elizabeth continued to visit Wingfield and the sound of a crying child could sometimes be heard coming from the depths of the hotel. Mm -hmm. That's the story. Yeah. Here's the problem. Okay. The legend asserts that Elizabeth died sometime in the 1930s. However, I've just told you that the hotel was not what it once was. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, at this time, George Wingfield did not own the hotel any longer. Uh, it also alleges that the baby was thrown into one of the mining shafts beneath the hotel, which were actually built by Newton Crumley <laughs> some two years after he purchased the property from Wingfield in 1923. Interesting. So the story doesn't hold water or people got the year wrong. I would wrong. say the dates could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... There is reason to believe that it is not but a legend. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of hope so. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, according to Atlas Obscura, there are other people who say that the Goldfield Hotel is a vortex or one of the seven gates to hell. Mm. I tried to look up some of that stuff. I'm sure that it exists out there, but maybe it's on some forum that I can't freely yeah. search. Yeah. You know, and that, quite frankly, uh, uh, leads to another door that we need to open at mm-hmm. some point. Forums. Forums are technically dark web, right? Because yeah. for a lot of them, they're not public. You have to have a username and be logged in and stuff. Right. There's probably a whole world of paranormal I'm sure. stuff You're that we right. can't see. You're definitely right, yeah. yeah. That I would love to see. If people out there have any paranormal forums. Yeah, yeah, give us a lead. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Would love to know. And then I watched uh, bits and pieces of a documentary, I'll have it in the notes, called The Ghosts of Goldfield Hotel. Uh, about 13 minutes into the video, <clears throat> now remember the Goldfield Hotel is where Zach Bagans and crew saw a brick get thrown. Yes. About 13 minutes into this documentary, I don't know that it's a brick. I don't know what it is. Something flies into the frame hmm. of the video and then goes up. Huh. It goes forward and then it just suddenly whoop goes hmm. straight up. Either way you look at it, because I was thinking like this looks weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it looks like classical sort of paranormal activity stuff poltergeist throwing something around yeah um but maybe it's not quite what it seems maybe the footage is even reversed and i was like no that doesn't even make sense because that would mean that the the thing comes down from the top and then shoots towards you right either way this thing is in motion and then sort of changes trajectory to go into another direction so um you know i don't know 
it's right. fun to watch. You know, Zach Bagans has the benefit of, you know, like a, a cable network paying his budget. Mm-hmm. He's got the benefit of having a bunch of like editors and stuff. So they right. can make their show all flashy. A lot of the like YouTube paranormal investigator, th- like they, they have only themselves to yeah. count on. Yeah. So, you know, who the hell knows? Right. Uh, how real this stuff is. The way it's presented is a little more gritty and it has so much less attention on it than Ghost Adventures that I can't help but look at it and be like, well, this didn't make you like super rich and famous, so maybe yeah. it's real. Yeah, I know. You I know? Get it. Yeah. But like certainly to look at it, again, 13 minutes in, 13. Mm-hmm. Ah. 13. 13 minutes into Beautiful. the documentary, The Ghosts of Goldfield Hotel, hmm. a documentary, it's called. <laughs> Uh, by the underscore mystery underscore gang. You can see a, a cool. thing float through their video. All right, sweet. And then the last thing I've got for you, I found one review from somebody on Google Maps about the Goldfield Hotel named Coriana, who had this to say. I knew the original caretaker. I grew up staying here while it was closed to the public. I am very disappointed that they're reopening this property. I can only imagine how upset some of the spirits are. I'm honestly heartbroken. I truly hope they leave Elizabeth's room alone hmm. and private. Wow. And then she gave it three out of five stars. It's generous. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but so uh, supposedly uh, the hotel has been in the process of reopening for huh. a long time. Red, who we saw in the documentary, yeah. had made claims that in 2003, I want to say, when he bought it, that he planned to refurbish the first two floors at least. Yeah. As of now, it's still unopened. Mm-hmm. Virginia from the documentary, who was sort of the keeper of the keys, sort of somewhat of a caretaker, yeah. who lived nearby and is wonderful if you watch that documentary. Uh, totally. um, she ended up um, abdicating her responsibilities in 2016, so she's not in Involved. charge of it anymore. Um, apparently, you can still schedule like tours of the place and do your own ghost hunts there, but it is considered private property, so you have hmm. to reach out to get permission. Yeah. Um, but so the story is much the same as what Zach Bagans portrayed, right? leaving out the weird time. Time difference. Time difference. Yeah. Um, but one way or another, who's got the true answers? Yeah. Not we. No. But we've uncovered much of the story yeah. that was left off screen in the Ghost Adventures, the beginning documentary. Excellent. Yeah. This was great. It was great. It was super fun. I, I love, love this. I love little hauntings. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I love the little stuff. I just love hauntings. I, I just love hauntings. I had like a major dream about Haunting of Hill House recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, uh, the ghost stuff, it just gets yeah. me so bad. It's so. I know. There's something different about it from other monsters. It's like. Yeah, I'm never, ever sick of it. Yeah. Other monsters want to like kill you. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are like, just like trapped in and there are different kinds like maybe there's a ghost that wants to kill you but maybe there's a ghost that's just enacting a fight that it was in forever and you're irrelevant to that true 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 there are so many different shades yeah of ghosts and And it's so so freaky because you can think that they're all around you all the time right now yeah exactly there could be ghosts literally inches from our own faces right now screaming right that we just can't see or hear yeah they could be screaming get sorry you guys right now they could be screaming like Stop the show. <laughs> yeah. Get out yes. right now. We just Stop. Don't know. Yeah. But, well, you know what? We're going to. Yeah. We're going to heed their call. This is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us online at GTTU Pod, everywhere on social media. And we would love it if you joined our private Facebook group. It's called The Guide 
it's the Unknown Secret Society. So you can search that in Facebook or you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU pod. Yes. And thank you all to everybody out there uh, who's been like sharing the show and sending us cool stuff in the groups. Thank you to everybody who joined us for our live stream on patreon.com slash GTTU pod. For those of you out there who are not part of that, if you become a Netherworld warrior starting at $4, you can change that amount to whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll get access to... I mean, at this point now, like tons of so many shows yeah. that we've done that are only on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, please, everybody out there who enjoys Guide to the Unknown, consider watching Everything Right with Cabin yeah. in the Woods, the new uh, video essay, essay that Bobby and I put together where we try to um, boost mm-hmm. boost movies and yeah. talk about cool stuff and things that we like and positivity. Yeah. Uh, and please consider sharing all of this. Uh, with people out there in the world who you think might be into it as well. Yeah, just tell them. If you know somebody who likes spooky stuff, scary stuff, or legends and folklore, just tell them about the show, and they might be into it, and you can talk to them about it. Tell them all. Tell them all. Um, you can also follow Kristen and I online. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I was supposed to be Kristen and me. Huh? Kristen oh. and me, not Kristen and I. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to everybody out there. No, you know what? I read recently that it's always Kristen and I now. <clears throat> what? I know. I don't know if that's right, but I read that and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, listen, anything that makes me turn out to accidentally be correct is fine by me. I was surprised because I I definitely read that. I don't know if that's true and that's fully accepted, but that seems to be a thing. Okay, I'll roll with it. Follow I online. (laughs) I am the myth traveler. That's right. So we would also love it. I just want to mention if you leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, that would be fantastic. It would be fantastic. Yes. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We will see you again next week for more spooky mysteries from around the globe. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Good night. (laughs) Sleep tight. (laughs) We never really say anything that would like give people nightmares. No.